0: From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's President Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that'll allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today.
1: You're going to have to tell us about this whole command center, man. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to hearing about this I got command, command center.
2: Printer in there. It is a modified Sprinter van, completely gutted to be a fully mobile real estate office. High tech, man.
1: Dude, Love it. That's state freaking, of the art. That's freaking awesome.
2: But uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, I can give you guys the tour for the audio crowd. Uh, but it is literally like super modified, tricked out. And it's got some seats in the back for the family, but for the most part... <laughs> It is a real estate office on wheels, and it's fully wrapped, obviously, with my graphics. So I take it, you know, to, to meetings, and I, you know, anywhere I park, I park it uh, on the side of the road where you know most people will see. Dude, that's amazing! But, yeah,
0: for, for for anyone that's listening and not watching the video, you have to check out the video here. We have James Festini. He is sitting in a modified <laughs> Sprinter van. This is literally a real estate office on wheels. And there's a reason why this guest today has this office on wheels because he is a door-knocking, cold-calling warrior. This guy is, I told Luke before the podcast, you're going to love this interview. Yes,
1: he did tell me this. Because
0: he is absolutely a beast when it comes to prospecting. He's been in the business of real estate for more than 25 years. He offers sales training and coaching on his website. James Fastini, welcome to Stay
1: Paid.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having
1: me. Now, nah, man, it's awesome to have you on. So if you could kind of share your story, right? We want to jump into the meat of this, which is going to be, you know, how you generate leads and this whole, you know, door knocking, cold calling. But if you could kind of introduce yourself to the audience, let them know your journey, the Cliff Notes version of how you ended up getting to where you're at today.
2: Uh, it all started in 1993. I was in well, 1992. I was in the military, and I said, if I get out of here and apply any, any like a tenth of what I'm having to go through here into my parents' uh, business, and that was real estate, mm. I will be successful because the military sucked. It was uh, the army, and it was eleven Bravo, and it's as bottom of the barrel as you get. You know, mm. sleeping in the on the grass, 350 days out of the year It was miserable. But oh, I, you know, got on got. Got my honorable discharge and jumped right into the family business. But as soon as I got out of the army, uh, I wanted to go to college. And once I joined up for junior college, I realized I didn't want to go. So I took like a semester of acting. I've never been an actor, but that, that semester taught me a lot about you know human communication skills. Then I jumped into the family business. It was my mom and dad. They were working out of Century 21. It wasn't their own business. My dad was a buyer's agent per se. And, uh, my mom was a listing agent slash TC. He did a lot of ads on the back of magazines and they got pretty popular here in North orange County, Southern California, about 10 miles outside of Disneyland was the epicenter, I guess. And, uh, once I joined them, I lasted, uh, I joined on as really just a telemarketer. So I was still a kid going out, having a good time, jumped in as a telemarketer and generated listings uh, under their name, but it only took me about six or eight months before I realized I wanted more And the other family members. There was my father, my mother, my older sister, my older brother, and my younger sister and myself, five of us working uh, at the Century 21. And I just, I wanted more and my siblings didn't. And so I broke away, went to another part of Orange County and just picked up the phone from 1993 when I got licensed to about 2003, um, just purely telemarketing, mm. no no door knocking, no past clients, no sphere of influence, You're averaging tw- 25 sides a year, but just purely cold calling. Like, okay. And there was a time where I would be able to have a TC, hand the file over to them, and then I would get paid. I was literally like, I don't know how I accomplished it. I was just purely 100 <laughs> calls a day. Uh, outbound dialer back then, it was just a Plantronics headset and two sheets of paper. So from the very beginning, I would buy two headphones, snap them in half, glue them back together. And I would dial on my right ear, dial on my left ear, have a left <laughs> ear, right awesome. ear, m- manipulating the mute button and holding two conversations. Mm. When the uh, technology evolved, I went out and bought uh, more automatic dialing systems, 2003, Uh, I moved out of Orange County and actually became a dad and transitioned to the Inland Empire, which five years later became the epicenter of the shitstorm that was um, the market crash. Mm. But by that time, I had transitioned from being a telemarketer to a member of the community where I started branding myself and having a past client sphere of influence. Now I was a homeowner and started doing more of that and became the number one agent in a region. Market took a dump. Now I transitioned uh, aggressively into being an REO king, which I never want to be the king of REOs. <laughs> it was miserable. <laughs> but you're doing, you know, one to two percent listings, BPOs, lockouts, trash outs for like one percent commission, and the other agent was getting four for being a buyer's agent. But I established again uh, because of my connections in the Inland Empire. I grew a- another sphere of influence of people were buying and flipping. And uh, long story short, at that point I had hit rock bottom right around 2012 was just like the bottom. I had sold all of my assets, sold everything and just robbing Peter to pay Paul to survive in the business. Everyone was half. My competition was gone. I was doing mm. you know hundreds of BPOs a week. My wife has also been a licensed agent for 17, 18 years now and uh, made ends meet and there was a moment where I said, screw this. I cannot sit here and wait. So I got up and started door knocking. It was probably 2012. And within 10 or 15 doors, I landed a listing for a short sale. Oh, wow. And I never looked back and started hitting the doors. The market was recovering. So that was 2012 to 2016. And right around 2012, I started doing a lot of live streaming, content creation on YouTube and Facebook. In particular. <laughs> uh, in 2016, I left the inland Empire as a number one agent and picked my whole family up the school system was starting to go bad everything was not looking good over there but I was making it up parachuted into a brand new territory no past client no sphere of influence just a you know the sale of my house and you know having my just my skill set and started all over again in 2016 knowing what I know and but it has been this you know the struggle is real my friend I mean it has been a hundred calls a day and a hundred doors a day since then just to maintain the 20 to 30 sides a year. My market, there was an average of 300. My market here's an average of 900. So I'm selling less, less units, increased, tripled my competition, tripled my potential income, but also tripled the workload to survive. And here I am, man. All of it's been well-documented though on YouTube, uh, with a vlog, from The moment, like you see the moving boxes for many years, I've been documenting and you know doing that vlog thing, but it's now has a name, blogging. But, um, <laughs> I love that. I, 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 yeah, back then it was just like bamboozer, stick cam, live stream, you stream. Uh, Facebook and YouTube didn't go live so probably 2014 or 15. Where, you know, where can there. people
1: find you on YouTube so they can check it out? Where can the audience just find my you on
2: name? YouTube? Okay, my name, James Festini, but I've always pretty much done about four hours of live streaming a day for years and years where I will take you door knocking. I'll take you cold calling. It's not the most entertaining channel on the internet. So I remain largely unpopular because <laughs> watch, watching the train.
1: What, what psychopath wants to watch somebody get rejected over and over again? You know,
2: <laughs> I, I, I think I'm highly entertaining though. Most of the time I will go into a rant, but the door knocking and the cold calling you know, people come in and ask questions and yeah. I and I answer the questions. So it's kind of like slightly coaching. But it, for me, it's selfishly holding me accountable to doing this. I love that. And then having my industry see the reality versus that fantasy of paying for leads and waiting for it to come versus going out and finding it. Mm. it it's not sexy, you know, but it, it works. And I just I don't want to spend money on getting the leads. I'll just go out and get them. Well, that's the that's difference. Great.
1: That's in a nutshell. Yeah, man. I mean, it's an incredible story. I mean, the, what's amazing to me is that you have had multiple buildups. Like very few people, like 87% of real estate agents fail within five years of just trying to make it one time. You did that a couple of times through the market crash and through moving your family. So obviously you have found something that, works to generate leads. And I think one thing that you said that I need to point out to the audience, which I think is a critical principle, is the idea of proactivity versus passivity, basically versus being a passive person. You're going out and getting the leads versus actually trying to buy them. There's nothing wrong with buying right. leads. I, I don't I don't knock people for trying to buy leads. I think it's an okay you know thing. but the reality of the people who make it is they don't wait for something to come to them. They go out and they yeah. get it because human beings, I mean, as long as I've been in sales and I do a different type of sale in real estate, but as long as I've been in sales, very, very few people actually call me with their credit card and say, you know what? I just want to buy today. I, I mean, you have to go get them. You have to remind them of the value you present. So let's talk about cold calling and door knocking. Which one's your favorite? Do you like door knocking or cold
2: calling better? Door, door knocking minute by minute is far more effective than cold calling. Okay. So, um just the way the evolution it's taking shape um so that i, I have designated myself the head surgeon to des- to call time of death on telemarketing by the way so if anybody wants to point to one person and say that's the guy who will call it i'm 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 assuming that and it's Cole like Collins you're in now, Area
1: 51. He's in Area 51 yeah. right now in a van. like, <laughs> And Cole Colleen is going to die. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, we have just lost 1% of pickup rates yeah. as we speak. So, yes, no. but I it's true. It. I, I'm, I'm very uh, aware of the numbers and I've been monitoring uh, a lot of the, the stuff people don't talk about. And like the back end and the analytics, you know, are on the front, but there's a lot more moving parts in the back end of understanding the doors and the numbers and the ROI and the nurturing of leads. And I'm, I'm very aware of that. And the, and cold calling in particular from what I'm seeing across the board. And I talked to the owners of the companies of these dialing softwares. I'm not going to go mm-hmm. out and name names right away, but. There Right now, it stands at an average of 6% pickup rates, and those are numbers that even they didn't know about that they paid attention to, and uh, they implemented more of this is a, a metric that everybody needs to know for your area, but for every 100 numbers that you dial across in general you know, from state to state is about 6%. So six numbers will pick up the phone mm-hmm. for every 100 numbers dialed. I've got recordings of me making outbound calls in 97, 98, and it was more like 60%. Wow. So you can see a massive decline because there was no caller ID and there was no do not call list and there was no smartphones to have a caller ID on there. So now we're living in a swipe left generation where you can be ignored or even banished using, you know, no more robo, robo calls, caller ID blocking, and even certain networks are now implementing. Just flat out, like you know, marking it as spam caller, and so there's a it's a cat and mouse game between being a telemarketer, a legitimate telemarketer, and fighting against the stigma of telemarketing that has made our jobs harder, and and having realtors be in that same category as telemarketers and having to be subject to the do not call list, where we're being punished for the behavior of other people. Right. I guarantee you, realtors weren't the ones who got telemarketing laws implemented. There's not (laughs) enough of us doing it.
1: No, real estate agents are, are a lot of times scared of the phone. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest problem with so many salespeople out there is they're scared to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your thought process? Could you walk us through, you know, well, let's touch on cold calling a little bit, but I want to get to door knocking because you're saying that's much more effective. But walk yeah. us through like one is what are the leads you're calling? Like if, if I'm starting today in real estate, like what should I be calling? How am I making the calls? How many dials are you making uh, per day? Can you give me kind of a breakdown on your strategy of how you attack it?
2: I make about five thousand outbound. No, I'm not about. Uh, definitely around five thousand outbound phone numbers dialed a week. Okay. I still, I still implementing. I still implement the double fist technology where I have two screens, two dialers, two headsets, two, and and rolling with it because okay. the pickup rate is so low. People ask how do, what happens when two people answer? Two people don't answer. It's that low. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. You know, a lot, a lot of people. Buy a lottery like, ticket want,
0: if two people know, answer.
2: I don't want to, I don't want to use a, and, and really want to define the word auto dialer versus like robo dialer versus message leaving and all of that before people want to go into telemarketing or doing that. Robocalling is when you leave a message automatically and it automatically calls for you. That's illegal. I don't do that automatic dialing and there's automated dialer, automatic dial. I'm not going to get into details, but (laughs) automatic dialing is when a computer dials for you. But when someone picks up, you're on the phone,
0: Mm.
2: not like a, hello, hello. And then you're like, Oh, hello. No, it's, it's just bypassing the equivalent to speed dial on your phone. Right. That's, that's still legit. They'll never (laughs) ban that because I'm a live connection. So if nobody's picking up, I can do a live connection on two years and with a 6% pick-a-break, it's very rare that I have to hold two conversations. And at that point, you just manipulate the mute button. And trust me, the the script is so simple that it doesn't matter. I think the fear of agents cold calling is their uh, expectations and their impression. So if they have an impression that something bad is going to happen or that it's a bad thing, then they don't do it. Mm. And if their expectation is that uh, that something good is going to happen and it doesn't happen, their expectations are disappointment. They're like, I called for two days and I didn't get a listing. It's like <laughs> – because someone told you that's the, that's the numbers. The gurus out there will say call 30 people a day and you'll get a listing. I tell people all the time: if there's an area that I, you call thirty people. Yeah, a day, I'm moving there. I'm moving. Yeah, and I'm going to kill everybody there, and I'm gonna wait for that next city. I'm going to be a freaking up. ninja. Yeah, I'm a telemarketer. You know, my DNA is telemarketing. I'll kick your, I'll kick you around with <laughs> no, no, no. So, and the same thing is, you know, with the internet leads and the and the online leads. Calling, and I'm on a one-person mission to change the name of the word lead to inquiry because it has evolved. In 2003, 2001 to 2013, you could call an online person that comes in with a name and a number a lead. But once the machine was so finely tuned that now everybody and their mother is an inbound lead, It is now no longer a lead. It's an inquiry. And when people talk about lead conversion, online lead conversion, the problem is not conversion. The problem is that you're calling it a lead. Mm. It's an inquiry. It's the equivalent of calling somebody walking into an open house a lead. It is not a lead until you have a couple of conversations that say, "What, what what brings you in here? Uh, well, you know, I'm just a neighbor, and I'm out walking my dog, and I, I don't have any money. Like, okay, you're clearly not a lead equivalent to the online. So we can talk about that. I've got like rants for those individuals who buy who buy inquiries because you can't buy leads anymore. They're so not there
1: anymore. what what are you calling? Are you calling like? I mean, I'm sure you're calling the whole gamut. But Fisbos expired. It's like what? How are yes. you getting your list? Like, what is that? Look you like? You
2: can get your list from a variety of sources. The getting the numbers is not the problem. It's compliance with the do not call list, which yeah. eliminates probably 90 to 80% of your phone numbers. So when you're talking to an individual who makes 30 calls a day, getting your numbers isn't a problem because you're only making 30 calls a day you don't need a big list. right? So I've got these these two regions and I call it the sphere of interest, which Mm. is a geographical distance or region based on how far you're willing to call, how many numbers you have, how far you're willing to go before it's too far and you start losing interest versus a sphere of intense interest, which is more of a territory that you're going to door knock, pay attention to, be upset when you lose listings and have a little more territorial. So, and these are, again, based on geography. We're In real estate, we're limited by two things, time and space. How much time do you have to travel through the space before you start losing interest? So if it's too far, you're not going to care about it. Mm. So if you start calling expires, for example, but if the expires is 45 minutes away, one direction, and you call them and they say, yeah, I'm actually interested and I'm interviewing and I've already got three agents and they hang up. Are you going to get up and say, Oh, hell no. I'm going there right now with a full presentation. I'm knocking on the door and saying, just in case, here's my information. Or are you going to be like, Hey, that's 45 minutes. And then when you get there, it's 45 minutes later and they don't even home, And then you get defeated. So you got to geographically understand how much motivation will you have? You got to limit to two regions. Let's talk about cold calling a sphere of interest is only grows larger based on how many calls can you realistically make in 90 days. So I'll say call that list every 90 days and make contact every 90 days. Start in the center. And if you blow through your whatever list you have, and you get to the bottom of your list and your dialer says you're done, you don't have enough numbers. Add a few more, which means go out a bit farther. When people talk about like calling a territory, calling an area of a, Say a quarter mile because you just listed something, and then you say I'm going to call that area. If it's a group of a thousand homes, you'll be lucky to get a hundred numbers, and you're going to bypass nine hundred people. That's stupid. You're not mm. going to talk. You're not going to call. You're not going to call a neighborhood because the phone numbers don't exist anymore. Is that? And,
1: okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, is that why you are finding door knocking to be way more successful?
2: Uh, that and the ability to. Uh, use more um conversation with body language you know with with on the phones it's a hundred percent tonality and attempting to mirror and match is hit and miss at the door you can definitely you know in an instant they size you up you size them up you can see what's happening you can see what's going on in the background are they interested so it really just depends on again your your expectation And you're who formed that initial opinion on whether or not that works. If you go into real estate and someone says, here's what you got to do, and you choose not to, then you're going to go the easy route and start paying for it. And then you're going to have this opinion you're paying for leads when they're inquiries, and no one told you that's what it is because they're selling you one thing, and you start failing, and then all of a sudden you're looking for lead inquiry, and you don't understand. So it's it's just it takes a lot more effort than people realize. That's why the right. failure rate is so high because no one's telling them here's how bad it's going to hurt. Yep, here's how hard you have to work. I don't know anyone who's doing it without spending a tremendous amount of money or like me the the fewer a tremendous amount of calories burned, you know, to, <laughs> to, to achieve it both Oh, on the phone it's, and
1: it's yeah. the, it's amazing that in real estate it, they don't think it you know is parallel to the entrepreneur's journey in every other journey of entrepreneurship for business owners they are working 16 18 hour days you know sometimes all night long to get it off the ground. And you don't think real estate's entrepreneurship. It's entrepreneurship. Like you're getting in, you're starting a business. You're starting from scratch. Like your brokerage yeah. name, if you're with Century 21, that's going to help you a little bit, but it's not going to be the end-all be-all. Keller Williams going to help you a little bit, not the end-all be-all. So I'm curious because if I'm listening to this right now, you know, and I'm thinking about making cold calls or maybe I'm making them, what I'm always wondering is, am I doing enough? What should I be expecting? Because you talked about expectations being the critical point. I know every area is going to be a little different, but could you give me an idea of if I'm a new agent, like, you know, 6% pickup rate, what's kind of the return on investment you're seeing with cold calls? Like how many calls to appointments, you know, are those appointments turning into actually listings for you? Like, what does that look like from like a guideline for like a new agent out there?
2: When I started over again in 2016 in a whole brand new area, knowing what I know in the modern era, I was able to create what would be an ROI, but at one point, you're no longer able to identify the workout. It's like going to someone with great abs and asking them, which workout, like what day did you actually achieve that ab?
0: Yeah, like, Josh. No, it's what like, day?
2: It, <laughs> what day did you get those abs?
0: Every day. Like,
2: just one, give me one workout. And it's like, not just one, it's a culmination of things that sure. started long ago and it's a snowball. And so when I, when I started for door knocking, for example, individual results will vary. And I'm, and I believe that I'm in one of the hardest markets, Orange County, in a million dollar price point. It doesn't get much more competitive than this. And the only reason I'm surviving here is because of my tenacity and endurance. Otherwise, I don't know how anyone else comes in and goes, they, they don't, I don't see any, I don't know who's making it here. But. Unless they have a lot of money to come in and spend on it, mm. then they could have money to survive and money to pretend they're doing it. I, a side note, think that ninety nine percent of the agents on Instagram and wherever are lying about <laughs> about their success. I love you know that. what I mean. Well, that's ninety nine
1: percent of Instagram to begin with, but
2: no. <laughs> but in, in, in real estate, we're in this strange business where we've got to eat shit and burp turkey, which means that. At home, someone hashtag that <laughs> where we gotta you know at home we're eating a couple of noodles but we go out and burp how we had caviar because that's the impression you know we got to do this and we got to do that and so yeah it's it's called eat shit burp turkey but that's what it is and so and bravo does not help and hgtv right. does not help because everybody it's all this hyper what's well, you know, the dream dance like, yeah editing yeah that where like these guys just show up they drink a couple of glasses of champagne ha, ha ha he he, he. And then a you know sixty thousand dollar paycheck. It's like, no, they, yeah, they I won. want my own show on Bravo. It doesn't matter, I want my own show on Bravo. Yeah, if I had my own show on Bravo, the industry would change because it'd be like, Hell no, I ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> Hell no. Are you seeing Are you seeing on your phone
1: calls, like for every hundred calls you make, are you seeing about six people that will you'll be able to talk to? Or six people pick up maybe one you'll be able to talk to?
2: So let me get to the meat. On the phones, one if i make 100 contacts by phone i will generate 3 maybes okay now those maybes are like when you when you begin a farm and start planting seeds yep. you go back and water them but you can't go back and say you know what's the roi of the seeds cuz you've planted so many you're yep. just like i know they're growing i'm going to come back so it's very hard for me to tell you but that's a great point here's for a the number audience. yeah here's a number so 100 contacts, I will generate three maybes. I need to have a database of about... Me personally, James 15, 2016 to 2019, I need to have a database of about 300 maybes to maintain 20 to 30 sides a year in today's market with effective follow-up. If I knock... Here's one of the numbers that I know for sure. If I knock on 4,000 doors... I will get a listing. I will talk to an individual that will sign a contract within seven days. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean that that 3,999 doors, I do crap. Right. Every time I door knock, I generate a maybe. And let me define this, and this is really, it, it has to be understood. A lead is somebody who can say no but they don't. So a lead is somebody who can say no, meaning that's a decision maker. They can say no, but they didn't. So there's something there besides that. No, that is worth following up on a contact is somebody who can say no, but maybe they didn't That's a play on words, Hmm. but it's by definition. So it's somebody who can say no, No, but maybe they didn't, but probably they did. That means it's a contact. Mm. Somebody, you go to the door, you go to the door and you say, hi, my name is agent with company. I was wondering if you're thinking of selling your house. Uh, I'm a renter. They can't say yes. They can't say no. So they don't count as a contact, but they count as a door. Yep. Um, You call on the phone. You say, hi, my name is agent with company. I was calling to see if you had any interest in selling your house. Como? They don't (laughs) speak Spanish. No, that, that's not a contact. But if they say, my mommy's not home, that's not a contact. If they say no, that's a, that's a contact. Gotcha. Mm. Um, but this is very, very different, and it's going to be mind-blowing to those people who are ri- really struggling with rejection. If you listen carefully to 100 people say no on the phone, if you listen very carefully There are two kinds of ways people say no. They say no, which is a hard no, or they say not right now, or no, nah, no, not really. That is something that with a trained ear, you'll pick up on, and you have to make that decision right there and then to follow up with one more question that will divide them from a no to a yes, and that is, do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? That's a golden nugget. By asking that question, they have e- they, you will either shoot them down as a no or a yes. And what will happen? Nine out of ten times, they'll be like, "Well, not right now." I was looking to moving da, da 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 and it opens it up. And what ha- there is this dance? Let's talk. We're talking about door knocking. Four thousand doors. If I knock on one hundred doors, which I do every day live on YouTube, so you can watch me, and I'll put so, it on mute. I love it. that's awesome. <laughs> when I get a lead, I go on mute. So you won't even hear what I'm doing, but you know I'm getting a lead. So what will happen is I'll be at the door, and it's just right here. You know, I'm not like, you know, doing this at the door.
1: <laughs> you're like, hey, I'm filming myself on YouTube, knocking on your door.
2: Yeah, hi. This call will be recorded for training purposes. <laughs> By the way, it's, no, it's subtle. I'm super private. I'm making sure that none of the information is revealed. But you will hear as I'm at the door. Anybody who watches me door knock or cold call will immediately assume that is the worst script ever. Yeah, you're never going to. I'm waiting to hear someone say yes, when the truth is, is you will never using my script ever hear anybody say yes, but it is specifically designed to get a subtle variation of no, that means maybe that with one more question, you will find it. And it's Mm. every time without a doubt, it is impossible for you to say no and think yes. We are dealing with a society where the rumor has it that we have the attention span of a goldfish. Not that we're as dumb as a goldfish, (laughs) but our attention span is like (laughs) eight seconds. So if I was given a script from any other guru, Mm. I would be afraid to cold call because it's a piece of crap. Mm. You're trying to, within that eight seconds, establish rapport and find out if I have a lead when the objective of cold calling or door knocking is to find out three things Number one, do I have a lead? Yes or no. Number two, when can I close on them? May probably not today. So therefore, number three, by what method can I use to implement a follow-up campaign until number two is possible? That's awesome. That's it. So when I go to the door, hi, my name is Agent, and it has to be my script. No other script. I'm sorry. I'm I'm calling the shots here. (laughs) You got eight. You got eight seconds so within that eight seconds a fraction of a second if you don't look good you don't you don't look good if your face is all greasy you got a sinister mustache you you look like you just you know you just got out of bed and you don't have branded they're going to form an impression yeah. whether you like it or not you got to show up to the door of vanilla and you got to have a bag full of you know m&ms peanuts chocolates whatever else shit they want but you got to be vanilla everywhere you go mm. to appeal to the broader you know and you got to have the bag of tricks so When I walk up to the door, everyone opens the door. I say, hi, my name has to be my script because I got eight seconds. So count it out. Hi, my name is James. I'm with a company. I was just wondering if you had any interest in selling your house. That's it. Within five seconds, seconds. I've identified who I am, and I'm going right for the throat in Mm -hmm. a courteous manner. But I need to know. Yes, of course, they're going to say no. But out of 100 doors I knock, here's another metric for you globally. 25 will open. Hmm. So people ask, when is the best time to knock? From 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Can you do it? No. <laughs> so then don't worry about it. <laughs> That's so when, is the be- when is the best time to call? 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Will you do it? <laughs> no. There's there's no better or worse time because I could argue to the contrary on both. Mm-hmm. At five o'clock, you're dealing with more A-holes on the phone. So maybe, maybe more people pick up, but more people don't want to hear it because Everybody thinks that's the best time, so you're gonna be dealing with a more resistant crowd. Mm. But for door knocking, twenty-five percent of the doors on average open. So I go up to the door and I say, Hi, my name is my name is Agent with company. I was just wondering if you had any interest in selling your house. One of two things is gonna happen. They're gonna either say yes or no, but they don't say yes. So then what are they saying? They're saying, No, but at the door, I can see so much more. On the phone, all I will hear is, No. And nine out of 10 times, they hang up. Mm. So I've got to go in there and put N-O-T, not hung up. Something that, something is there enough for me to call it, by definition, a person who can say no, but maybe they didn't. So I'll stockpile them. They didn't say yes. They didn't give me any interest. But I'll call that a, 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 a higher level than a Zilla lead.
0: Wow.
2: That's for sure. <laughs> it's something there. Yeah, That was so a I'll zinger. No. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it's a higher level of an inquiry it's better than an inquiry my maybes at the door are far better than your facebook leads all day long they're not even leads which you're calling them or not you guys but anybody yeah they are people who are curious so when i get to the door and someone goes no not right now all right using maybe later down the road you'd reconsider now i'm doing a whole lot of like body language for the video crowd the audio crowd won't sense it but when I see the door and I walk up to the door, if it's a little old lady, I'm, the, I'm immediately – that's the acting that comes in. I'm immediately the grandson they wish would call them. So oh, I'm that's like, so good. And you'll hear it in my voice if you're watching the video. It will be like mo- multiple personalities. <laughs> but if you don't notice, you don't notice. But it has definitely happened. little old lady opens. I'm like, hi, my name is James with Century 21. I was just wondering if you guys had any interest in selling your house. No, not right now. Oh, do you think maybe later down the road? And I'm doing this body twist because what happens is in that six seconds, they're sizing you up. You're an agent and they're putting up that no. And because I am approaching this within that eight seconds of their attention span, I'm also achieving another thing. And that is getting what I want. Do I have a lead? Yes or no. And if I can do that within that eight seconds, the individual, as I walk up to the door, they're building this wall. And I've got eight seconds before the wall's gone and they're done with me. Hmm. So the average agent will turn around and be like, hi, Mrs. Jones. Oh, I'm sorry. You look like a Mrs. Jones. Mr. Jones, I was just <laughs> wondering, uh, my name is agent with company. How are you today? They're like, they're th- so the- I'm going to do subliminal dialogue in the background. I'm going to play both characters. Uh, th- and they're like, I'm terrible. I was on the crapper right now. And you've had me half pinched. <laughs> I really my <laughs> Whatever. What do you what do you want? You know, yes, uh, this is Mrs. Jo- Mr. Jones. Well, hi, Mr. Jones. My name is Agent with Company, and uh, I'm coming here from on high to bring you valuable information that nobody has. We just recently <laughs> sold a three-bedroom, four-bathroom house. Lovely Filipino <laughs> Have you ever had Filipino food? I love that stuff. Anyhow, let me tell you about that. And they're in their head going, what? Who? Because maybe you probably don't have your brand. They have no idea what you're doing. Is this guy magazine subscriptions? They're looking down, see if you've got your ankle bracelet, browser rest. They're like, is this guy selling magazine subscriptions? <laughs> are they Are they doing like, are they cookies? And They're not wearing their costume. What the hell do these people want? And so they're forming a no as you're spouting your right. BS so that they are prepared to say no. If I go to the door and I ask that question, they can, they will say no, but it's not a prepared no. So I will pick up on that. It's yeah. a subtle it's variation a reaction. of no that means maybe. Like when the doctor hits your knee, he's looking for something. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going up to the door and I'm looking for something that is a subtle variation of no that means Maybe. And I will ask one more question before I leave. And many people, once they learn this science and they understand that no means no, unless you hear something that means maybe you just have to listen. Yeah. So when you hear someone with a reluctant, no, you have to ask a follow up question or you're going to walk off the driveway going, is that what James was talking about? Because I I felt something there Well, you got to get past that fear of feeling that and saying, hey, do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? And as that fake barrier is built up, my body is suggesting I'm leaving now, but I've got one more question. And that is, you think maybe later down and I'm doing this for the video crowd, but I'm doing this physically saying, you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? Be like, well, you know, da, da da da. And then I shift my body, not approaching, not salesman like, but more like, and I'm doing this like, well, I happen to be professional and I'm gonna <laughs> tell you something you might not know. Do you have any idea what it might be worth? And like well, we go online and we check online. I'm like, yeah, but you can see on their face. So they'll say, oh, we checked DB yep. in the emphasis. We checked that site. And when and they go like this, we checked that site. Oh, because you're probably like 200,000. I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's garbage. So would it be okay if maybe I could send you out some information? I could email you. Maybe later we can talk down the road. I'm doing this thing where I'm backing away, but I'm shooting one more over the fence to say, you think maybe later... And like, yeah, maybe later. Okay. What's a good number? Yeah.
1: Are you dreading the thought of making cold calls?
0: Regardless of your experience level, cold calling can be one of the toughest parts of your job. But at the end of the day, it's also one of the best ways to get new customers. If you
1: want to learn how to get better at cold calling and close more deals, go to remindermedia.com forward slash cold calling and download our guide to cold calling for free. That's ReminderMedia.com forward slash cold calling. Take action on this today. No, no. Yeah, we got you. I mean, I love that. One of the things that I love that I'm picking up on your cold calling and on your door knocking is this idea of planting the seed. You mentioned that. And I love that idea of you're really – so many people, you know, we've talked about in other videos this idea of commission breath or or really going after a transaction. And we interviewed Ricky Carruth, right? And his whole tagline is relationships over transactions. And he he spouts it or spits it a little bit differently than you, but there really is a common theme that I'm hearing from you and him. Different styles maybe, but it's this idea that, hey, dude, stop calling and expecting to get a deal right away or stop thinking from these gurus that are teaching you that you're gonna be able to come and bring some magical CMA or some magical piece of content to these people that's gonna get them to go oh, I've never had an agent do this here list my home it's more about understanding right. that hey you're planting seeds and you're trying to build this hopper in our business so we have about a hundred low over a hundred callers on the phone and what I tell our hunters mm-hmm. that are out there trying to close is that look it's a one close mentality, it's not a reality. And what we we have these hot leads that are called call-to-closes. And the idea that I teach them is that, hey, your call-to-close funnel, you need to have 100 to 120, maybe 150 in that call-to-close hopper, because you know those are the people you're working that will buy from you. But so many people, they make the mistake right. when they come in our company, which is a totally different type of sale. On the phone, we're calling business owners. But the same principle applies that you must call and you must call with the mentality that, hey, yeah, I, obviously I'm going to close this person if I can. But it's planting the seed and building this pipeline because you're walking every day in my top closers. They always have a pipeline of call to closes about 100, 150 in that little hopper. And the ones who aren't closing. They are trying so hard to get a deal the first time they're on the phone without feeding that hopper. And I just want to point out to the audience, what I'm really picking up from what you're laying down is this idea of really planting the seed and then watering that seed. And it's all about feeding. I I maybe call it the database is better than the seeds, but feed the database constantly feed the database feed it nurture it water yeah. it constantly stock it up and people are going to be leaving that database and you got to constantly do it all day long how long does it take you to do four thousand doors man i'm just curious
2: uh it depends on how hardcore i feel um i could do 200 doors a day 300 Holy doors a day depending trap, on what's dude. happening
1: what are you like yeah S- super mario brothers or something like that is unreal
2: man look if if you have a short <laughs> script it's easier. Yeah, that's true. It's if you're having a conversation, and back to that relationship thing, yes, my method is about building relationships as fast as possible right. before you're out of the business. So it's not as if I'm this hyper aggressive beast that goes and I, you know, I, I I call my system the beast mode, you know, prospecting program. But it's not as if I'm like this alpha male going out to you know close, close, close. That's why I like you know the Grant Cardone but a little more, you know, soft on it because I am building the relationships, but I have to hurry up and do that because my ambition is greater than, you know, my bills and I have, or sometimes the reverse. That's great. My ambition is greater than my bills. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes it's the opposite, but sales is a numbers game. Yep. And it is a contact sport. So I say real estate, is a contact sport and it is a numbers game. I mean, everyone always says that what you have to understand is the, the numbers that you have to put out are far different than what people think it is. Mm -hmm. And once you understand, once you it's all about expectations versus, you know, this facade that you're taught, And if you if you get your license, like, thank goodness, the real estate exam school doesn't tell you anything of what you're going to have because they'd have people like, you know, within two or three of the quizzes, they'd be like, I'm out, I'm out (laughs) because there's only there's only two ways to get a, a deal. And and that is. Active or passive, you know, that passively, there are thousands of ways with thousands of dollars that you can go out and spend passively for for you to throw money online or in, in the physical space and have people to come to you, but you have to wait. There are thousands of ways, thousands of dollars, but there's only two ways known to man, and you guys probably could try to argue, and I'd love to hear another way, but there are only two ways known to man right now, and that is face-to-face and on the phone. That's it. So I say right now there are only five methods left in marketing or existing in marketing. You ready? Mail, snail mail, physical objects delivered to someone's door through mail. There is email, digital outbound email processes. Now, these are passive, and these two are the active ways, but they're the only ones that exist. There is snail mail, email, and then there's one right in between, but we'll call it digital space, email, I'm sorry, uh, text messaging, messenger uh, online lead generation. We're going to call it E outbound Mm. called Facebook advertising, Zillow, Trulia, realtor.com, you know, messenger text messaging, but it's some method that you send out something Mm -hmm. and it comes back. So these three passive ways, there are thousands of ways to do this. Sky's the limit on how much you spend, but there are only two that will go out that you can go out and say, F this, I don't have enough money or time (laughs) because these also take time. (laughs) They take time and money for them to happen. And if you don't have either one of them, but you got to have more, you probably have more time than you have money. So why not leverage your time? I just refuse. I I do some of these. Like I've got my stick on the conveyor belt at the grocery store, you know, where you separate your food from the next guy's food. Yeah. Your face is on there my face is on that. And I get a lot of people saying, I see you everywhere. (laughs) I see your face everywhere, except for like at And yeah, I drive a massive billboard with my, my, my marketing on it, but I'm exposing myself. So of these two of these three thousands of ways to do it, two ways, the only way to do it face to face and by the phone. And when you say by the phone, the phone is on life support. Dr. James says it's not dead yet, but a lot more numbers and a lot more, a lot more contacts. Calls. Yep. We're calling a lot more contacts. And it's a lot harder than it ever was. I could spend four hours on the phones and not get nearly the results I'll get on the doors. So my prediction is in the next 10 years, they'll have figured out how to completely banish telemarketers unless it's B2B. They'll never be able to do that. But as as it stands, we are being swiped left and ghosted like on a massive scale on this. In the next 10 years, there's going to be an increase in no soliciting signs at the doors. Yeah. And there will also be uh, a massive sweep across the nation of people wanting people to stop showing up at their door, because this will be the only one left yeah. because when this is, you know, when this is eliminated or at least dead or life support, Eric, at least in a coma, you only have these three. And if you have time, so now the real estate agents, I'm also predicting 99% of the agents will be wiped off the planet within 10 years. Mm. And that's okay. Cause if there's, 10 million there's still a million left there's not a million starbucks so if there was as many starbucks as there were realtors in my town that's still a little too much competition for me so I'm, I'm giving. but will you be one of those and that's okay which one will you be if the phones are dead are you going to go out and knock or will you have the money to finance it and once big big pockets goes into these industries you'll be outpriced once ZRT, ZillowRealtor.com or whoever comes in and tries to annihilate, they'll pay enough more money than you can and you'll be stuck with one thing, standing up and knocking on the doors or twirling a sign for people to come into your business. I'm going to survive because I will do it.
1: It's interesting. You know, all the points you're making, I I actually don't disagree with the points. I mean, maybe the, I don't think, you know, there's not 10 million realtors. I think there's what, 1.4 million in National Association of Realtors, maybe 10 million in Orange County. But, you know, I I think real estate agents, (laughs) I think you are right on this. I think real estate agents will be replaced if they don't focus on a key aspect. And I think the medium you're talking about, which is the face-to-face, is the first intro into what they need to focus on, which is the relationship. Meaning yeah. the the core that I would want people to take away is that you're making it because your drive and tenacity to feed that database at the level it needs to be fed to get 25 to 30 sides, you are feeding that database. But I would also say, and I think you know this, and we're not talking about it on this podcast, what you're also doing is you're nurturing that database. And and this is what drives me nuts about business owners is to build a great business, you can't be passive. You have to be proactive like we're talking about. You got to go knock 4,000 doors. You got to pick up that phone and call. You got to go to the networking events, seminars, if you're in financial advising. Like, you got to do proactive activity. But then... The game is always building mindshare with people, which is getting a relationship with them. So when they think of your industry, when they think, who is the guy that I could talk to that could give me advice on my home, they think of you. Because the statistics show, obviously, you're going to use, human beings are going to use the first person they think of 76% of the time. And so you have to ask yourself as a business owner, how do I get them to use me? And we all know the the you know saying of no like and trust. But the point is, you got to get people to know you through this proactive outreach. You got to get them to trust you or like you through your personality, through the content you give them, through the you know nice things you do, whatever it is the impact. And you got to get them to trust you. And when I say trust, yes, it's trust from an integrity standpoint, but I think more importantly, it's trust from a subject matter standpoint. Like yeah. they they need to see James Festini as the me of real estate, the subject matter expert of real estate. When I think of real estate, I think of James Festini. And when, when a real estate agent in their community gets that combination together, boom, it blows up and they have a sustainable business where all of a sudden that's where why top producers around the nation, you have mediocre producers looking at them going, Hey man, I'm door knocking out door knocking you. I'm out open housing you. I'm out calling you and you're kicking my ass. And the reason they're kicking your ass out there is because what they've done is, yeah, they've put in the hustle too, but they have built a database of people that have become loyal to them. And it is weird. We as human beings, that emotional connection, man, they just like, we're just loyal to people. And I think it's drifted a little bit with, you know, pricing, but I think you're always going to have people who rate shop and you're never going to save those people, but you're going to have loyal people from a relationship side that will always use you if you keep in touch with them, if you build that mind share, So I think you're spot on on the hustle side. And I bet you anything, if I examine your business, you're building a database and you're nurturing it.
2: Well, that's the thing is people got to understand. The only reason I keep doing this is because I keep screwing up and reinventing myself in different <laughs> territories. <laughs> I, you only, according to my figures, starting over in tw- March of 2016, now I'm three years into it, in order to get to an autopilot place where people are saying i see your signs everywhere come list me is when you have that place where everybody knows you and you become that go to i don't believe i have to do what i'm doing right now for another Forever. two two years yep, maybe 5 years i agree of this then everybody will know you you don't have to you know you don't you can only get pregnant in one second you, you get pregnant I was like, in where, one where, where are you going with this Where are you, going? you can't get pregnant a month after you get pregnant right yeah you, you, you only get pregnant once <laughs> yeah. and i'm right now working on the actions of getting pregnant but once right. i'm knocked up then i'll be able to have my baby and i'll just got to feed it and nurture it but it's just the act of doing it to make yeah. you know what, to make it happen what is the other analogy you can't more.
1: stick Nine women in a room for one month and have a baby, it takes nine months right. to have a baby. Right. Like the point being is like it takes time. Most people. pregnancy it analogies takes, ever on podcast. Yeah, most I'm building relationships. We set yes. the record. No, but you are. Do, definitely, yeah. You are, I mean, I, I would I like to call it the psycho, you know, because us that love door knocking and cold calling, everybody refers to us as psychos. But if I could just encourage the audience who is listening to this, is you are hearing, this whole podcast is a golden nugget. Like, go back, listen to this again, because if you're wondering why you're not making it, if you're wondering why you're making $30,000 a year, or the average realtor is making like $44,000 a year, it purely comes down to your effort. It purely comes down, and I know people don't want to hear that, And I'm not saying that everybody is cut out to do 30 transactions a year. Maybe you're fine doing five. Maybe you're happier that way, and it gives you a little extra income on the fine. That's that's fine. But if you're wondering, hey man, I'm not making it. I'm not. It's ask yourself: Are you knocking on 4,000 doors? Are you doing what'd you say, 5,000 calls a week or something like that? Are you doing that? I guarantee you, they're not doing calls.
2: Well, yeah, calls. calls. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about like actual like leads generated. My minimum standard is knocking on 100 doors and speaking to 100 contacts every day, which means that unless I have a listing presentation, which, you know, there's only three things as an agent we should be doing. Prepare, prospect, present. If you're doing anything of those things, and you also have to understand that the majority of the things that you are doing, if you are not prospecting, and I'm saying, unless you got money to spend on other stuff, like we're talking, you know. Uh, I'm only talking to the people who don't have money. Okay? <laughs> you got money, I'll teach you. hire me, I'll teach you how to spend your money. Yeah. I'll charge you for <laughs> me it. Me too. You can
1: it. hire me too. I get to teach you how to spend your <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: money. <laughs> we'll teach you how to spend your money and you'll do very well, but there comes a point where, you know, you've got to like work. So when you go out and and do this, you've got to you've got to make sure that you understand it's it, it will reward you in the end, but there's only three things that you've got to do and a lot of this stuff that you can do you can do from 8 p.m. to 9 a.m. if you really want it. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to want it, but you also don't want to have to want it, <laughs> meaning that you never want to have to, mm. but you, ha- you have to want to. Yeah. It, when your back is up against the wall, my back's up against the wall, and it, I, I put myself in a position where I have to each time. It's never enough, and I'm hoping that this is my last two raw. Unfortunately, we've, we're battling against two things, and that is the market and disruption. Yeah. Where before we would only be a subject to the market, now right. I'm seeing a situation where we got two enemies now. Yep. In time, disruption and the market. Where before I'd be like, "Oh, what if the market tanks?" You know, we were fearful of that from 2007 to 2014, but now we're seeing another variation that has not presented itself. And that is the actual elimination. And the worst part is, is that we're financing the Trojan horse. We're going out there and oiling the wheels. You know, I don't want really to get, poli- I don't know who your other <laughs> friends are on this podcast, but <laughs> trust me, you are, you are paying, you are feeding the Trojan horse all of our ammunition and it's disrespectful and it's selfish. And I have no respect for those who pay certain companies Rather than going out and getting it, because you are definitely feeding the enemy, and it's to me, it's the equivalent of financing the drug dealer who's given the drugs to your daughter, and and bringing them into your house. And you must not love your daughter. My daughter is the industry, and I refuse to pay certain entities big wigs. Mm. I will go out work against this as hard as I can because before they click buy now, or they before they click, I'm interested there's a knock on their door and I'm like, hi, my name is agent <laughs> with company. And there you have
0: it. Come full circle with dude. That. that is awesome. Oh man. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here. James, uh, his, so his website is jamesfestini.com. Is there anywhere else that you want to let people know how to connect with you?
2: I am a prolific storyteller. I don't, if you got like, we could go for six hours. I do this all day where we didn't even scratch the surface, but ladies and gentlemen, just make sure, you know, who's teaching you. I'm not the only one out there. I'm not the number one, anything out there. But what I do know is that you have to change your expectations and you have to know who you're listening to. I grew up in an era where there were only two gurus out there. And you had to drive to get there or you bought their cassettes. Mm. Now you click a button and any ding dong with a camera and the balls to go online and say, <laughs> I'm this and here's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you'll s- uh, Buy now with a clever landing page. You'll think it's great yeah. and you'll dump your money into mm. it. And I'm like in this one man battle to stop you from buying now because there's no easy button. Yeah. Well, it's expensive. There is an easy button, but it's very expensive. More expensive than you think. And if mm-hmm. your goals are bigger than your pocket can withstand, you're going to have to actually physically go out there. So yes, I'm a <laughs> prolific storyteller. I'm I'm big on Snapchat, but I take all my Snapchat content and syndicate it to Instagram. So if you hate Snapchat, nice. get Snapchat just to follow me. <laughs> but I don't sh- I don't shut up. But it's um, I I've got to get the word out, man. I got to stop people from you know, killing themselves. I, I want less agents coming in and I want the ones that are in to stay or get out. Yeah.
0: Love it, man. Well, dude, Love you I it. mean, you guys have to check out, I can't recommend enough his YouTube channel and his video content. Freaking I sat sweet. there and watched him knock on, I don't know, it was a live stream. I just sat there and just watched him knocking on doors and it really is. I mean, what he's saying on this podcast, he is he's literally doing, it. doing yeah. and documenting it I for walk- all of us to see and learn from.
2: I, I hit record, then I walk the walk and talk the talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, love it. Well, thank <laughs> yeah. you all so much for listening. Okay. If you like what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please go on iTunes, throw us a five star rating, and leave a comment. You can also find this, vid- uh, this podcast and video on YouTube.com. You, you got to watch this minor video.
1: Got to. As yeah.
0: well as Stay paid podcast. Com. You can also find us and contact uh, Luke or I on uh, Instagram yes. at Stay Paid Podcast. Go over there and give us a follow. We're still trying to grow
1: that. For this episode of Stay Paid I'm Joshua Steik. guys and I'm Luke Acre and I have loved this podcast I mean you know Thanks, obviously guys. everybody yeah, knows that I love cold calling, so this is near and dear to my heart. The door knocking, I actually haven't done much of, so it's tempting me to get out there and door knock. It'd be interesting to door knock like our clients, like real estate agents, and like go up to their homes and door knock them. <laughs> well, they don't tend to live in clusters <laughs> like homeowners. That would be a great <laughs> video to film. Me going and door knocking real estate agents' homes to sell them our marketing products. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome, yeah. but here's the action item, right? So we give you an action item every stay paid, and the goal of stay paid. I just want to remind you guys: this content does nothing unless you put it into action. Unless you put into action, and you're not going to put into action every tip you hear here, but take one golden nugget that you've heard, one piece of inspiration that you've heard, and put it into action. And what I would encourage you to do: get out there and door knock a hundred homes this week. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, stop being a little baby, get out there, use his script. It's an easy script, five seconds long, and then see if you can walk away from that and document for yourself. Were you able to tell the difference between the two no's that he talked about? And did you walk away with what I like to now say is the seeds, the people that you can put in your database. They're not leads yet, but they're seeds that you can start watering, that you can come back to and that you can nurture. And I'm going to tell you guys the difference between a top producer. Top producers are making six figures and above. I'm not here to sell you a magic formula that makes six figures. James Festini didn't sell you a magic formula to make six figures, but I guarantee you this guy has been a top producer. Why? Because the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. So take action on the tip you've heard today.